Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. This discussion is going to be Genesis chapter 21. This is about the birth of Isaac and uh, also the um, expulsion of Ishmael from the family. And when I ask the question about that, is that a justifiable thing? Is that okay to do? Um, How would you feel about that? Um, Kind of seems harsh, doesn't it? Uh, We'll talk about that. Verse 1, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did did unto Sarah as he had spoken by the mouth of the angel, of his angels. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which the angels of God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare unto him. Notice that they keep emphasizing here, the son born to Abraham and Sarah. They've just now said it like three or four times. Uh, named him Isaac. The name Isaac in Hebrew means laughter, humor, amusing, or delightful. Abraham and Sarah were delighted, according to the Agadah. Uh, this is uh, tales that are written. It says refers to the homiletic or non-legalistic texts in classical rabbinic literature. Uh, Isaac was born to Sarah on the first day of Passover. According to Revelation, the Savior was born on the same day as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was organized. April 6, 1830, using the biblical and Jewish calendar, that day was the first day of the Passover that year. That means that the Son of God was born to Mary on the first day of Passover, just like Isaac is born on the first day of Passover. That was from the Old Testament supplement uh, and Daniel Rona. Verse 4, And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, he being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And uh, remember now that Abraham is 100 years old. And Abraham was 100 years old when, he, when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God has made me to rejoice, and also all that know me will rejoice with me. The Hebrew word means both to laugh and to rejoice. Thus, there is double meaning implied in its use here. And she said unto Abraham, Who would have said that Sarah should have been given have given children suck? For I was barren. But the Lord promised, and I have borne him, and I have borne unto Abraham a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned. And the day that Isaac was weaned. Um, Abraham made a great feast. Okay, so I want you to think about this for a minute. Isaac would have been somewhere between one year old and three years old when he's weaned, which makes Ishmael somewhere between 15 and 17 years old. And so um, what is uh, Ishmael doing here? Notice in verse 9 it says, And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which Hagar had borne unto Abraham, mocking, and she was troubled. So uh, in, the, in the book of Galatians, Paul mentions that it wasn't mocking, but persecution. So here Ishmael is probably sneering at the fact that this, uh, this little one here, this one or three-year-old, is considered to be the heir when he's you know, 15 or 17 years old. He's thinking that he's the heir and that this little, little child here can't possibly be. And so he's mocking, making a mockery of it. Um, and so that's what's concerning Sarah. There are some other um, traditions that, that believe that Ishmael may have actually been um, threatening his life. 
And so that is what Sarah may be seeing here, uh, which causes the expulsion. So let's continue. Verse 10, Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, Isaac. This is the second time that Sarah casts out Hagar, the first time when she was pregnant with Ishmael. Now he is about 15 to 17 years old. And the thing was very grievous unto Abraham because of his son. He didn't want to do this. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman in all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Isaac has the birthright and the covenant will go through him. Abraham is asked to have faith that Ishmael will be protected. So this is a test of, of Abraham, uh, not so much to Ishmael and to Hagar. Verse um, 13, And also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and took bread and a bottle of water, and gave unto Hagar. And she took the child, and he sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Beersheba is a southerly part of, uh, of Israel. So let me just read you this from uh, Brother her, Mr. Edersheim. Brother Edersheim, he's not a Mormon uh, scholar, but a biblical scholar back in the early 1900s. He says, at, at last the time had come when, this, when the great promise to Abraham should receive its fulfillment. The patriarch was in his hundredth and Sarah in her 90th year when, when Isaac was born to them. Manifestly, it had been the divine purpose to protract as long as possible the period before that event, partly to exercise mature and mature Abraham's faith, and partly that it should appear the more clearly that the gift of the heir to the promises was in a manner supernatural. In other words, it's a miracle. As we have seen, the very name of their child was intended to perpetuate this fact, and now Sarah also, in the joyousness of her heart, said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. Literally, laughter has God prepared for me. Everyone that heareth it will joyously laugh with me. Thus, as Abraham's laughter had been that of faith in its surprise, so the laughter of Sarah was now, in contrast to that of her former weakness of trust, one of faith in its gratitude. But there might be yet a third kind of laughter, neither of faith nor even of unbelief, but of disbelief, the laughter of mockery. And it also would receive its due recompense, according to God's direction, Abraham had circumcised Isaac on the eighth day when the period for weaning him arrived. The patriarch made after the manner of those times a great feast. We can scarcely say that the age of the child was whether one or, as Josephus implies, three years old. In either case, Ishmael must have been a lad springing into manhood at least 15 and possibly 17 years of age. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born into Hagar, mocking literally. That was, uh, was a mocker that he was a mocker. As a German writer observes, Isaac, the object of holy laughter, serves as the target of his unholy wit and profane banter. He does not laugh, he makes merry. What, this small helpless Isaac, the father of nations? Unbelief, envy, and pride in his own carnal preeminence, such were the reasons of his conduct. Because he does not understand, is anything too hard for Jehovah, therefore he finds it laughable to connect such great issues with so small a beginning. It was evidently in this light that the apostle viewed it when describing the conduct of Ishmael in these words, as then he was he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. That's in Galatians 4.29. 
On this ground, and not from jealousy, Sarah demanded that the bondwoman and her son should be cast out. But Abraham, who seems to have misunderstood her motives, was reluctant to comply from feelings of paternal affection, quite natural in the case, till God expressly directed him to, to the same effect. Again, this is a test for Abraham. The expulsion of Ishmael was necessary not only from his unfitness and in order to keep the heir of the promise unmixed with others, but also for the sake of Abraham himself, whose faith must be trained to renounce in obedience to the divine call everything, even his natural paternal affection. And in his tender, in his tender mercy, God once more made the trial easier by bestowing the special promise that Ishmael should become a nation. Therefore, although Hagar and her son were literally cast forth with only the barest necessities for the journey, water and bread, this was intended chiefly in trial of Abraham's faith, and their poverty was only temporary, for soon afterwards we read in Scripture that before his death Abraham had enriched his sons by Hagar and Keturah with gifts, and at his burying Ishmael appears as an acknowledged son by the side of Isaac to perform the, tech, the, the last rites. <clears throat> of love to their father. Verse 15, And it came to pass that the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under one of the, of one, under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against the child a good way off, as it were a bowshot. For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against the child and lifted up her voice and wept. At the moment of great alarm, the last possible minute has come, then God rescues. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of the Lord called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he, is, where he lieth. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand, for I will make of him a great nation. This promise of God has been abundantly fulfilled. The lad dwelt in that wide district between Palestine and Mount Horeb called the wilderness of Paran, which to this day is the undisputed dominion of his descendants, the Bedouin Arabs. And God opened his eye, opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, he and his mother, and he took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass that this, at that time that Abimelech, Abimelech seems to have been a royal title like that of Pharaoh, this may be a different Abimelech, and Phial, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. Now, therefore, swear unto me that by the help of God thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son, but that according to the kindness that I have shown unto thee, thou shalt do unto me and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of a well of water, which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, thou, do, thou didst not tell me, and I know not what hath done, who hath done this thing, neither yet have I heard that it was done until this day. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech, and both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves, and Abimelech said unto Abraham, What wilt thou do with these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, Seven ewe lambs shalt thou, shalt thou take of my hand, that they may be a witness unto me that I have digged this well. And because they swear both of them, wherefore he called that place Beersheba, the well of the oath or well of seven. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech and Phial, 
the chief captain of, of his hosts, rose up and they planted a grove in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord. And they returned into the land of the Philistines. And Abraham worshipped the everlasting God and, and sojourned in the land of the Philistines many days. And so that's the end of the chapter there. So we can see that uh, that uh, Abraham's faith is being tested again uh, with uh, the expulsion of Isaac, uh, of Ishmael into the wilderness, and that but that Ishmael is going to be okay, and uh, he's going to be the father of many nations. He'll have twelve sons of his own, and uh, be similar to uh, to Jacob in that. I bear testimony to the truth of the scriptures, and that uh, we have them for us to uh, understand and better apply in our own lives. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.